Summer of Psalms, probably one of my favorite series ever, to be honest with you. Uh, I love the simplicity of Psalms, first of all, and I love the, the, the depth of them. So you can be simple and deep at the same time, uh, and that's what kind of messes some people up. The kingdom is simple, and the kingdom is, is deep, kind of as deep as you want to go. And so that's a good thing. David uh, is... is uh, writing in this particular psalm, uh, it's about praise and thanksgiving. It's about both. Uh, and so you would be great for kind of a Thanksgiving message, but we're in this summer of psalms, and so I want, to, I want you to, to grab it. Uh, and the things that we do in life can be really simple, but there's a way we can just kind of praise our way in and praise our way through and praise our way out. And so um, today... Uh, we'll talk about a few things, and then the, the whole thought, the idea will be just for you to start to gravitate to a, a time where you can just thank, be thankful for things that you have, be thankful for, you know, your loved ones, be thankful for your church, be thankful for your community, your job, uh, even though maybe some people might annoy you throughout the day or throughout life, be thankful for them. Be thankful for things just the way they are. And this is what David's talking about. We'll, we'll read uh, Psalms 9 in just a second, the first four verses. Our thankfulness somehow, spiritually, phenomenally, uh, releases something in the heavenlies where things start to work out and things start to take place. And then our praise... Uh, almost as like a battle that goes before us. Even though the battle's already won, we're, we're, we're fighting this battle. So David kind of gets this. David, David understands it, and, and he writes this psalm at, at a young age. So he's not, uh, he's not an experienced warrior spiritually, but he's an experienced warrior in the physical realm. So uh, let's pray, then we'll read, and we'll, we'll kind of navigate through it. And I hope you, it affects you the same way it has uh, my wife and I in, in the, the first service. So Uh, Father, thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you for this word, Lord, your anointed word, your blessed word. Father, Lord, your combative word, Lord, that will teach us today on how to do some certain things. And we we open our hearts to hear right now and our minds to understand, Father, Lord, that you do love us and you do, you do care. And I love that song, Father, Lord, that our praise is just on repeat. We're just going to do it and do it and do it and do it. So help us do that, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. And the church said... Amen. Uh, one thing before we go to the scripture, I read uh, I read a book this week uh, about a charismatic Pentecostal pastor of which we would probably line up with, and he talks about the charismatic movement, and he talks about the strengths of the movement, but then he also talks about the weaknesses, and he says, nowhere in the scripture will you find speed or size to be the criteria for success or greatness. I'll read it one more time. No, in the scripture will you find speed or size to be the criteria for success or greatness. I think the criteria for success and greatness is giving thanks and praising God uh, because anybody can do that. You don't have to be uh, real knowledgeable in the word. You don't have to be a theologian. You don't have to be a tremendous musician or a great singer like we have here on the platform. We, you, we can praise God and we give thanks. That's what all of us can do, okay? And so keep that in mind as we move forward because it's, it's not, we, we kind of look at other things and why it's working out for somebody else and why it's not working out for us. Then maybe we forgot the simple things in life. Psalms 9, 1 says this, I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart. Remember now, 
David is writing this, okay? And, and, and I think the key word here is whole heart. We have to understand that when we come into a worship service or we come into a prayer time with God, we come into a, a meeting place that a lot of times we really, if we're honest with ourselves, we may come in half-hearted. We might be thinking about where we're going to eat dinner. We might be thinking about what's on our plate this week. Who, who do I have to meet with? What, what do I have to get done? What do I have to accomplish this week? I've got a lot on my mind. And David says, no, I'm going to give thanks to the whole heart. I'm going I'm to thank God for my family, for my friends. I'm going to thank God for my church and my community. I'm going to thank God for things just the way they are, knowing that he lies within me, his presence is here, and God is all over the place. I'm going to give thanks with God with my whole heart. It's important to know because there are so many things and so many attachments that want you to be worried or uh, anxious or thoughtful about tomorrow. Or, man, I got a busy week. I got a lot going on. This is going to exist. If we can just get through this uh, church service and I can check that box. And, and, and David is saying, don't do that. Just give thanks to the Lord with a whole heart. And he says, I will recount all of your wonderful deeds. I'll, I'll talk about the things, Lord, that you, I, I will walk around remembering God of the times that you delivered me or healed me or set me free or a loved one got saved or a loved one got healed or a loved one came to know Jesus or you promoted me on my job or you blessed me or you gave me wisdom in a situation that I didn't know what to do. I will recount all of your wonderful deeds. David is saying this psalm as he uh, just defeated Goliath. He's sitting maybe on a riverbank and he's riding it. He doesn't have a kingdom yet. He's talking about how good God is. He's riding uh, after the victory. And by the way, when we've praised God and, and thank God, the victory then starts to come. I will be glad and exalt in you. I will sing praise to your name, O Most High God. See, he's got an attitude there, and it's a good attitude, and it's an attitude of praise and worship and wonder. It's an attitude of saying to God that you are on top of everything, God. I love you so much. I will recount these things. Verse number three then goes on. He says, when my enemies turn back, they stumble and perish before your presence. And then verse nine says, for you have maintained my just cause. God is your substance. He's your sustenance. He, he's your provider. He's your healer. He's your righteousness. He's your everything. You have maintained my just cause, David says. You have sat on the throne giving righteous judgment. It's amazing the things that God will do, and we'll go back to that verse later in a different uh, translation on how we can understand that God looks out for us in many different ways. I'm going to give you a couple words today because the word praise or thanksgiving, they mean the sim similar things, but yet they're objective in, in, their, in their portrayal. And the, the first word is barak. It means to bless God. And so we have to realize today, first of all, it's not about, even though Janie was right in, in God giving us blessing after blessing after blessing, he does that because we first bless him. We take time to praise him. We take time to love him. We take time to bless God. And so the backside is, yes, he'll heap blessing upon, blessing upon, blessing upon, blessing upon, blessing upon us. How many want to bless God? No, I mean, how many want to bless God? 
See, we, we, we think, and listen, this is the American culture. This is the culture of the, of the church and the world today is, God, you need to bless me. God, you need to do this for me. God, you need to do this. And, you, and it's almost like God on demand. You know, on your television, maybe you have a cable channel and you can go to a show on demand. I didn't watch it the other day. I can watch. We want God on demand. That's not how God works. <laughs> God wants to be blessed. Can you take five seconds and just praise God for a moment today? I mean, church, just give him glory. Just, just let him know that he, he is loved by Grace Church. He, he loves you. See, we take time. We take time to barack. We take time to bless God. And, 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 and we, we look at that in a way that, yes, God is going to bless you. He wants to bless you. But God also, in turn, wants to be blessed. He wants things to be glorified in his presence. He wants his name to be magnified and lifted high. And so while we're praising God, this is a, this is a time that we barak. This is the time that we bless God together. The, the second word is halal. It's where we get the root word hallelujah. It's, hallelujah is a universal word that is spoken in any language. Hallelujah. And it means praise the Lord. So now I'm not only blessing God, I'm praising the Lord. I can remember that when I was a young Christ follower and, and, and getting uh, used to uh, the charismatic movement, a lot of the older saints would say, praise the Lord. So, what are they, why are they saying praise the Lord all the time? I would ask Janie. And, well, they're just praising God. Okay, uh, that's good. Praise the Lord. And I find myself after a few years saying, praise the Lord. No matter if it was a good day or a bad day, praise the Lord. And it became, it became a hallelujah moment for me. It became a, a moment of, of just uh, of release where if I would praise God even in those times, if I would praise the Lord in a downtime, I could praise him in an uptime. And, and God could count on me that when I came to church, I would always praise the Lord. And I, and I found myself to be a worshiper. I found myself to be a praiser. Now, I'm not like these guys who play these instruments or these people who sing. I'm not like those, but I I can praise the Lord. I can give a, a shout to the Lord, a voice of triumph. I can love God, and I can show that expression. I, I tell Janie more than one time a day, and she tells me one more than one time a day, I love you. Well, we should tell God that as well, right? Praise the Lord God. I love Father, I love you. Thank you for doing the things that you've done for me, which leads us to the third one, and that's yada. It means giving thanks. And so where we, where we look at Barak is blessing God, and we look at Halal is, is uh, praising the Lord. Now we're yada, we're giving thanks to God. There's, a, there's an attitude here uh, in, in, the, in the world where maybe we're not as grateful as we used to be. Uh, maybe there's not the gratitude, and, and it's, it's really enjoyable when you come across someone who is really thankful for, for something that you've done for them. They're like, oh, thank you so much. I, I love uh, uh, all of our, our, all of our grandkids are very thankful. Like you, you give them, oh, thank you, Grammy. Thank you, Poppy. Oh, thank you. And it's, just, and it's like, it does something to you. It's like you want to you wanna do something more for them because just that gracious. And that's us 
with God. When we, when we start to thank God uh, and we start to remember, just, just th- be thankful for a second for, or just be mindful right now. Think of something that you want to be thankful for. Like maybe it's your health or maybe it's your family. Maybe it's your spouse or maybe it's your uh, you know, business or maybe it's your employment or maybe it's a friendship or maybe it's a, a community or maybe your church or maybe a region where you live. Or Just be thankful. And when we're thankful to God for the things that he's blessed us with and he's given us, there's a, there's a spiritual gratitude there. there there's, a, there's, a, there's a place here that allows joy to enter in. David is writing Psalms uh, chapter 9 on the fact that he came back from killing Goliath. And he, and he, he takes Goliath down. You know the story. His dad, Jesse, sends him down there uh, with some cheese and bread for his brothers. They're going to be hungry. They're fighting Goliath, or they might be picked to fight Goliath. So would you take some down there and go ahead and and, uh, uh, see what's happening? And again, he's treated just like a a young son, youngest of eight. Uh, You know, the brothers are older. They're stronger. They're bigger. He goes down there. He looks at the valley. Goliath's still standing there. And, and David's like, what's going on? The brothers curse him a little bit. What are you doing here? Go back. And he's, he's kind of mad because Goliath is cursing his God. And, and so he goes to Saul and says, I can fight him. You know the story. Saul tries to put his armor on him. Uh, he takes the armor off. It's not going to fit. He goes down there with uh, five stones, and, and, he, and he takes Goliath down. Which, by the way, when we look at a stone or a rock, and if you want to defeat the giants in your life, the stone or the rock is Christ Jesus. He is the rock. And then he cuts his head off with a sword, right? And and this is David's sword, but we know we've been given the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. And so you want to defeat uh, Goliaths in your life, use the rock, Christ Jesus, and use your your Word of God. It's a a trophy of sorts, okay? We we look at, in, in, um, in, in the sporting world, we look at people who are victorious, and they're holding up the trophy. Tom Brady's held up, you know, seven, uh, Super Bowl uh, championships, okay, or Michael Jordan kissing the the uh, NBA championship, you know, years years back, and we and we see these different uh, memorable moments of someone who's conquered and and victory and has the trophy, and 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 David chops the head off Goliath, and he takes that he takes that head back uh, to uh, Jerusalem to show that the that 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 Goliath's been defeated. We were in the mountains a couple of weeks ago, and, and uh, we were driving through, and Janie was doing a, a watch party. She likes going through and looking at the animals and the family that live in town. They were with us, and uh, Margaret's had a car uh, full with Janie, and, and, and Jessica had a car full with me and, and the others, and, and uh, we were driving through, and Marcus stopped, and, and um, he saw something in the road, and Janie saw something. Marcus said, I think maybe it's a Marmon or something, and Janie said, no, I think that's a bobcat. And, and Sailor was in the back seat. Janie had given her uh, some crayons and some paper and to color and to draw. And, and Sailor said, oh, I'm, oh, I'm going to draw this. I'm going to draw that bobcat. And as soon as she said that, uh, the bobcat leapt on a, a squirrel and just demolished it. 
So you know what I mean, right? And so Sailor's going to draw that. So she drew, she drew the bobcat, and then she drew the squirrel coming out of its mouth, and then she drew blood dripping, <laughs> dripping down. <laughs> and it didn't affect her at all, okay? It was like, oh, well, we should be nervous maybe. I don't know. But she was she's really, look at Grammy. Look at my picture. Oh, Grammy, that looks so good. And so uh, David chops the head off Goliath and takes the head back, and it's like this is the trophy. But in our life right now, because our warfare is spiritual, this is our trophy. Our trophy is praising God. Our trophy is giving God glory and thanks and praise. Our trophy is saying, God, my faith is in you. Give the Lord a shout of praise, church, because he is worthy to be praised. He is worthy to be praised. The first time the Israelites ever praised God, get this, this is a good one, you need to hang on to it. The first time the Israelites ever praised God was the 15th chapter of Exodus before they were getting ready to be delivered from the Red Sea. The Israelites were behind them, all right, the sea was in front of them, they, were, they needed to get across, what were they going to do? They praised God and God delivered them. Now, you need to grab a hold of that because it's easy to praise God after they crossed over the Red Sea, all right? It's harder to praise God before you're looking at that water, and you got the enemy coming at you full blast. They started to sing, and they started to praise God. David, in fact, continually praised God. He said many times in Psalms, I will continue to lift up my arms before the Lord. I will thank the God of my salvation. I will praise the God of my salvation. This is why he's writing this psalm, sitting wherever he's sitting, I'm assuming on a riverbank, thanking God and praising God. In fact, Psalms um, uh, verse 11 says this, sing praises to the Lord who sits enthroned in Zion. That means a place called best. Tell among the peoples his deeds. So grab, hang on to that for a second. Sing praises to the Lord. See, it doesn't say those who are qualified sing praises to the Lord. He doesn't say those who can play the harp or the cymbals or the drums or the bass or the guitar or the keyboard or the piano or the clarinet or the flute sing praises to the Lord. He just says sing praises to the Lord. And he sits in the throne and then tell among the people all his wonderful deeds. Tell them about the deliverance of when your daughter got healed or your son got healed. Tell them the, the deliverance of when your marriage was restored or your finances were restored. Tell them about the deliverance or, or the healing of a, of a person's body. Or tell them about the things that God is doing on your behalf and for you. Why is that? Because he, we need to know the testimonies of the saints. Back in the old days, we'd have testimonies on Sunday nights, remember? Bring a testimony. Share, share the Lord. And, and I loved the testimonies, but then sometimes the testimonies would turn into a, a prayer request. And then the prayer request would turn into a sympathy or a pity party. And the whole thing got kind of lost because we would stop praising God for what he was and what it was about. We stop praising God for, for who he is, and, and we need to start praising God, period. Praise, just praise God and be thankful for who he is. If we'll praise God and be thankful for who he is, period. That's it. Stop there. Yeah, but God, no, praise God. I have opportunity to praise God and be thankful, yeah, but, I mean, pastor, you don't understand. No, I do understand. Everybody's got an issue, but I'm going to praise God. There's a key there. 
David says the key is to be thankful and to praise God. Yeah, but that's so simplistic. God is simple. Listen, he doesn't make this thing complex. He knows he's dealing with us. He knows we're sheep. He wants us just to be good followers. Jesus, in fact, before every miracle in the Bible, he thanks God first. He says, Father, I thank you that you're going to raise Lazarus. Father, I thank you you're going to multiply the fish. Father, I thank you you're going to heal the blind man. Father, I thank you. Why don't we take time to thank God before we need the miracle so that we can praise him after the miracle? Thank the Lord. When I thank the Lord, let's go to that verse 4. This is another translation for you have judged in my favor. I don't know if you've ever been to court. I don't know if you're ever going to go to court. I don't know if you ever need to go to court. But you're in a spiritual courtroom. And you have a king who, by the blood of Jesus Christ, has already judged in your favor. So you, when you walk through life, you've already been judged and you've been found favorable. Like, it's a good, like you've got a good plan on your life. We're going to keep that up there because I want you to really notice that God has judged me, and he's judged me with favor, his favor, godly favor, okay? And so when we understand the things that uh, are praising of God, we see that uh, Israel praised God. We see that David praised God. We see that Jesus praised and thanked God. In fact, all the angels praised God. In fact, I wrote this down. Praising God is a function of the angels, but a privilege to, human, to humans. It's a function of the angels. Every angel has to praise God. But for us, it's a privilege. We get to praise God. It's like, well, what if I don't want to? Well, you're going to leave that blessing to somebody else. Janie already shows you blessing comes after blessing after blessing after blessing when we understand grace. But when we truly understand grace, we can't help but praise God. I, I know what I'm like. I know what I was about. And for God to forgive me and love me and clean me up and, and deliver me and set me free, I can't help but praise God. I can't help but thank God. I can't. And so we understand that, that this is a function. So look at it this way. Uh, uh, Michael is the angel of war, the archangel of war. It's like he, when there was a battle in heavens, it was Michael that showed up. In fact, Jude says that Michael showed up and says, the Lord rebukes you, Satan. He didn't even have to. It's, uh, the battle's already been won. And then Gabriel, he's the angel of declaration. He, he declares God's word. He came to Mary and said, Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. It's like he's declaring these things. Now, Mary, do you want this or not? What, what are you going to do? He said, be, she says, be it unto me according to your word, according to your declaration, according to your proclamation. The office of uh, worship leader, pastor in heaven is void because Lucifer fell, had that office filled and then he, he fell. And so, but now all the angels praise God. So look at it this way. Maybe you're in your prayer time and maybe it's early on a Monday morning or Tuesday morning before you go to work and you, you have to pray about a situation. You take on that appearance of Michael. You become that war angel praying, interceding for someone that you love or a need that you have 
have. Or maybe you're at your breakfast table. Janie and I will read the scriptures every morning uh, at breakfast and we'll, we'll declare God's word over our family or friends. We take on that, that, that angelic Gabriel experience. But maybe you're in worship or like my wife or our worship team, Andrew and Emily, and maybe they, they lead us in worship. So they're taking on that, that spirit of a worship angel, okay? Bear me out because we've been given the privilege to make war, to make declaration, and to worship a God who created the heavenlies, a God who created the whole earth, a God who loves you enough that he sent his son. And so... Maybe you say, yeah, but pastor, I don't, you know, I don't pray that well or that much, or I don't, I don't read the word that much. I can't declare it. I'm certainly not a worship leader. Okay, then what we do is we join with the angels and we simply praise God. And whenever we praise God, all of heaven takes notice. And I'll tell you why I know that. Revelations 4, the Bible says that whenever the saints on earth say holy, say holy, holy. Say it again, Holy. One more time, holy. holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who created the heavens. Every time we say holy, the, the 20 and 4 elders get on their knees before the Lord and bow to God because all of heaven is worshiping him and glorifying him and adoring him that all heaven has to bow to him. This, this, is, this is amazing. You want heaven to come to earth, just cry out holy. You want heaven to come to your situation, just start praising God. Start thanking God. It's a privilege for humanity to absolutely praise God and to stand in his presence. In fact, the Bible says that everything that has breath praises God. We were driving around this week. We, Jenny and I always go on little nature drives, and we enjoy it. And One, one week, just one week. Okay, we saw, Jenny saw a bear, we saw dozens of deer, we saw turkeys, hummingbirds, and, and a bald eagle. Just the cool, like most of those were just in one day. And, and, and I knew what I was preaching on, I said, look how good God is. We got, to, we got to see the things that you're preaching on. And, and you say, well, how, how's that come in? Well, when, when I say everything that has breath, praise the Lord. I mean everything. Because, see, the, the Bible is clear. I, I don't know about you, but I believe everything this is. Like, it's not metaphorical to me. It's, it's real. Now, there's sometimes, some of it's cultural. Some of it's poetic. Some of it's poems, uh, poems, some of it's psalms, some of it, some of it's, but when the Bible tells me things, I, I have to believe what it says. And the Bible says this, now, I, I, there, there was a good man that lived uh, back in the 1200s, uh, 1234, named Francis, and he lived in Assisi. And, and he, he, uh, he was a guy that genuinely got it. And I'll tell you why. He, he, he was mad at the government because they were crooked. He was mad at the religious leaders because they were crooked. And he went out one day, and, and, he, and he talked to God in the garden. And, and God said, why don't you just rebuild my church? And he, he thought it was literal. Like the, there was a chapel that he was looking at. The chapel was all run down. So he said, okay, God. And so by himself, he started getting some stones. He started getting some mortar. He started making some bricks. And one by one while he was doing that, homeless people started to come in. 
And homeless people started to help them. People that didn't, and these guys had, they had trades, but nobody liked them. Nobody wanted them. They maybe looked a little different. Maybe they smelled a little different. Maybe they made some bad choices in their life, and this is why they were homeless. I don't know. But these people started to help them, and after a while, the chapel started to be rebuilt. And, and Francis of Assisi realized that, wait a second, we're all God's creation. Every single one of us. Not only that, but he started to look at the birds, and he started to look at the, the butterflies, and he started to look at the mountains, and he realized, wait a second, everything, like everything is God's creation. We're, we're in this thing together. And so the fact where he said, and, and I'm not, listen, I, I'm not a tree hugger, but I think the environment is good. I think God created all this. Are you with me? So when we look at the, the chapel that he rebuilt is still standing today, 900 years later, because it was built with love, that when you start to look in the scriptures about just the things the Bible says, praise God. The Bible says in Psalms 148, the sun, the moon, and the stars, they praise God. Are you with me? The Bible says that fire, hail, snow, and clouds, they praise God. The Bible says in Psalms 98, the sea, the earth, the hills, and the rivers, they praise God. We used to sing the song, shout to the Lord, right? The mountains bow down and the seas will roar at uh, the sound of your... But listen, that's biblical. All of these things in nature, they praise God. Whales praise God. Oh, pastor, you're taking it too far. Am I? Am I? You mean God wouldn't create something that wouldn't praise him? He gave us choice to praise him. To them, it's instinctive. To us, it's a privilege. To us, we have opportunity to come in on a Sunday morning to gather with friends and fellow saints and do war in the heavenlies and say, Father, we are going to praise you. We are going to give you glory. We are going to thank you for your mighty words. The Bible says that fruit trees praise God. The Bible says all living creatures praise God. David said in Psalms 150, I'm going to let the drummer drum and the singers sing and the guitar and the bass. I'm going to let the timbrels and the harp and the lyre. I'm going to let all these things. But he says this, everything that has breath, praise the Lord. Come on back, worship team. Everything. What does that mean? Everything. It means everything. The Bible tells us that we, that we should sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs in the congregation of God's people. The Bible says that God's, when we praise God in specific times, he will deliver us like he did Israel. The Bible says that if we sing our song and we praise God, then that song that we're singing becomes a testimony of what God is doing in our life. Stand with me where you are. Let's turn the lights down. Listen, church. It, it, it's simple. It, it's simple. You mean I just got to praise God? That first verse with a whole heart. Thanking God for the wonderful deeds that he did. The Bible says that David in verse 2 thanked God for his marvelous works. All of humanity, all of creativity, all of creation, every, every, every little bit, every little dot, every little detail 
that we can barak, we can bless God, we can halal, we can praise the Lord, we can yada, we can give thanks. But it's got to come from here. It's got to come from this moment right here in our heart. That it's not a formality. It's not, it's not just something that we're going through. It's not, it's not a, 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 a trick. It's not we're, not, we're not, we're not tricking God. Yeah, God, I praise you. No, God knows if you're praising him or not. God knows if you're giving him thanks or not. God, this is not, it's genuine. That's all God wants today from you is genuine praise and worship. Raise your hands if you're comfortable doing so. And I know people from different walks of life, maybe that's odd or unusual. But I promise you that this morning, if you will, praise God with your whole heart and recount the deeds he's done for you with a spirit of thanksgiving. And you're thankful for things just the way they are. God will move in so supernatural ways that you'll, you'll not even understand them. You might not even believe them. You just know that God worked it out in a supernatural way. That when you decide that the hills, the mountains, the oceans, the rivers, the valley, the, the animal kingdom, the, the birds of the air, the fish of the sea, that they too praise God. And it's instinctive, but we have this privilege today with our intellect to say, God, you are wonderful. That we can praise God. This song that we're going to sing says, is, is titled, So Will I. If the rocks will praise him, so will I. If the empty grave will praise him, so will I. If the birds will praise him, so will I. If the mountains will praise him, so will I. If someone going through the hardest point in their life can praise him, so will I. Church, so will I. Let's praise God together.
praise. How much more he made us that we give him praise. It's so incredible. It's just, there's so much there. It's so, it's so deep. But if the trees, when they move, they're praising our God because he created them. So when we lift our arms and we say, I'm praising my king, I'm cre my creator, I'm giving him praise. And I, I think it's, it's just amazing that, that we were in Psalms 9:11. that if you need help and you have an accident or a situation comes up in your life, you hurry up and call 9-11. Somebody's going to come help you. But if in the Bible is set out that 9-11, Psalms 9-11 says, Sing to the Lord, shout to the Lord, praise the Lord. If you need help, he's going to come running. Because that's what it's all about. That's our creator. That is our creator. I'm just astonished. Just in awe. I'm in awe of him today. His presence, his greatness, his goodness, his mercy. Grace upon grace. We don't deserve it. We do not deserve it. Not one of us in this place can say, I deserve it. I'm so good. All have sinned and all have fallen short of the glory of God. Because of his grace, because him dying on the cross, he came that you would have life and you would have that grace. And then he came to be your help, your 9-11, the one that's going to run after you, your failures, your mistakes. He doesn't care. He loves us just like you are. So today as we're just closing and maybe you're sitting there and you came and you said, I don't even know what's going on in this place. So you're listening online. Say, what are they talking about? What are they crying about? God's presence is so here to change. He is your creator. He knows how to fix you. He knows how to heal you. He knows how to bring joy in a hard time. He knows how to bring um, peace in a hard situation. Because 9-11 is what you're going to call, and that is sing to the Lord, shout to the Lord, praise the Lord. If you need help, you just got to say, help me, God. I shout praise. I, I adore you. I love you. I worship you. I glorify you because you are good. That's your answer. That's what you do in time of trouble. He's given us that, so we receive that. But our creator, all of this creation, he knows what we have need of. Amen. So today, if you're here and maybe this is your first time or you're online and you say, I want to receive that. It's so simple. I'm just going to pray. And if you say that today, you just say that with me. And, you know, you can let somebody know or you can just, just say the prayer with me, okay? It's so simple. Father, we love you and we thank you today that you gave your son Jesus and you died on the cross that we could have a relationship with you. There's no steps, there's no works, there's nothing we have to do but say, I receive, I believe you died on the cross, I believe that you rose again, and now I believe that you are in heaven and that I can have a relationship and come and know you 
So I accept you by the blood of Jesus Christ. I receive that salvation that we're all hearing about, that relationship with you today. We receive that. Lord, I pray for every person today that's going through trials and situations that they could look and they could see that the birds give praise and the air gives praise and the trees give praise and that the favor of God is upon you, your creation. You created us to praise you. So, Lord, we do declare today with a voice of triumph that says, let everything that has breath, let it praise the Lord. Let my breath that I give today to you, let it give you praise. Love y'all so much.